Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning. There's a place for you here. Aren't you excited about that? Man, I am so glad that you're here. You braved the weather. We might have to send you home in a boat, but that's okay. God knows how to build boats, uh, so we know that from experience. Uh, God is so good. He's got great things in store for you today. We have many people who are traveling today, so we want to remember them in prayers. We have graduates all over the place. There's a wedding going on, all sorts of incredible things. But if you're a guest here at Hillside, we want to welcome you. We're so glad that you're here. If you'd stop by our table in the foyer before you leave today, we'd love to give you some free gifts and connect with you there. We'll do our offering at the end of our service. You can give in our giving box in our foyer, or you can give online anytime at hillsideassembly.org. So a couple of announcements I want to pass along to you this morning. We want to pass along our condolences uh, to the family of Robin Burton. Robin passed away on Monday evening uh, at Jess's house, and so uh, obviously we want to remember the family in prayer. Visitation is today from 1 to 3 p.m. at Butsine Merchant Funeral Home just up the road, so we'll remember them in prayer. Uh, missions emphasis is normally on this week, uh, but we're going to push it to next week because we will have our one-day missions team back from their trip, as well as our team from the Dominican Republic. So we'll have some really cool testimonies uh, to be able to share with you next week. But if you're ready to give to missions today, we won't stop you from giving to missions. You can always give to missions in the box or online. Uh, we're excited, too, for next Sunday because uh, we're going to have a great day. We're going to celebrate our graduates. Uh, we have two high school graduates, Katie Worthing and Joel Bowman, who are graduating. So we will have a special service honoring them and recognizing them for their achievement. Uh, and in case you didn't know, Aaron Granados has graduated from college as well. So uh, if you'd like to bring cards for those individuals, you're welcome to do so. Uh, we would make sure that they get those. Uh, and then finally, next Sunday is our last grow group session before the summer break, so make th sure you thank your grow group teachers. They've done an excellent job this season. Uh, we'll take a summer break, and then we will relaunch grow groups this fall. Uh, and obviously, we've got a lot to celebrate because we're getting ready to transition to outdoor services, and we'll mention that today in the sermon because we want to give you some direction for where we're headed. Well, hey, who needs a touch from God today? I think we should open our service up with prayer. Would you stand to your feet this morning? We're going to just welcome the Lord in here. And uh, I'm going to ask if I've got a couple board members that are available. Uh, if Ruth is in the back there, if a couple of you would walk over to Ruth. We want to pray for her. Uh, her granddaughter, Amy, was involved in a very severe ATV accident. Uh, she's been on life support for the last six days. She is making some small improvements. Uh, she's had a very severe... Uh, we've got a God who does... And so let's pray for God wants to do something extraordinary in and through you. God, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together as a family today, to seek your face, to spend time in worship, to hear the preaching of your word, but Lord, also to be motivated by the Spirit to respond to what you would say to us. Lord, your word tells us when we are in need, we are to cry out to you. God, there are situations in our lives today that are bigger than we are. We don't have the solution. We don't have the answers. But Lord, through faith, we believe that you 
do have the answers, that you work things all together for your glory and for the good of your people. And God, we ask this morning, would you move in divine, powerful ways in people's lives? Lord, we pray for Amy right now, that God, all the complications from the surgery, they would begin to fade away. That God, you are not done working in and through that situation. We ask for a miracle to begin to take place in our hospital room in this very moment. God, I pray for greater things than what doctors' expectations say. I pray for greater things, Lord, than what we can even stretch out and believe on our own. I pray for your will to be done in her life. And Lord, we pray for Ruth, that Lord, you would give her strength in her heart, in her emotions. It has been a trying week. And we pray for your support for her and for others in this place. Lord, we pray for the Burton family this morning and the loss. And Lord, but we know that Robin had a relationship with you and that she is serving beside the king this morning. She is part of the greatest worship experience of her life. And we give you praise and glory for that. Lord, this morning we want to enter into your presence. It's in your presence things are made new. It's in your presence that we're undone and that you work in our hearts and in our minds in deep ways. And we surrender our lives to you, to you to have your way. Do what you want to do today. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, let's worship the Lord together. Robin, would you and the team lead us in a time of worship? Genesis 18, 14 ask this question is anything too hard for God nothing's too hard for God and the reason is because there's power in Jesus name we're gonna sing that hymn this morning all hail the power of Jesus name sing all four verses with me let's lift it triumphantly to the Lord
play this song. And as we do, I just want you to spend some time listening to what the Lord is speaking to your heart. And just worship Him as He speaks to you. just breathe in God's presence. In Jewish culture, uh, when you say the name of God, Yahweh, 
they talk about it as almost being a breath, like you breathe in and breathe out God's presence. Just take a moment and just breathe in God. Jesus, we thank you that you're here today. Lord, we lift hands to you. We lift our voices to you. God, we're doing our best to surrender our hearts and lives to you. We're not a perfect people. We stumble along the way. But God, I'm so grateful for your grace that picks us up when we stumble. I'm so grateful for a light of your word and the gift of your spirit that directs us where to go, what direction to head in in our life. Lord, this morning we celebrate your presence. We celebrate your word. God, we believe that you have something that you want to speak to us today as we leave this place. Direction for this transition season over the summer and where you'll begin to take us in the fall as a church. Lord, I believe that the best is still yet to come. That there are great celebrations to be had, lives to see touched, changed, and transformed. But God, I believe powerfully that your word first must transform in us so that your spirit can do something through us. The work is great that is ahead of us. Bigger than we can do on our own, but we are not called to do it on our own. We're called to do it with you. We give you praise, glory, and honor this morning. And God's people said, amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. Miss Jackie is ready for you guys. So we are dismissing our kiddos this morning. She is right there in the back. If you'd like to go with her down to Kids Church today, you guys have some really cool stuff that you're going to be doing. A few weeks back, we might have remembered the message that we did with Fruit Loops. Uh, and we talked about your life, kids, church, walk. what did you guys do during for Jackie downstairs? Uh, you know, we got to keep up. So uh, we're excited today to get into God's word, though. Title of today's message is this. This is it. This is it. Just over two years, 16 chapters, over 678 verses, in total, 70 worship experiences and messages based around the concept of just like Jesus, where God began to challenge us about what the church maybe should look like, how to do ministry, and how to live our lives following the Lord. It's been a long road, but we came through it together. There were unique challenges on the way, no doubt, as we began to, to speak this message and to take apart what God was saying to us and apply it to our life. Together, we started this journey through the Gospels using the book of Mark as our guide. And we've watched the disciples go through this incredible journey together. Twelve men, different walks of life, different personalities coming together because of Jesus. They went from religion to relationship with Christ. They went from walking through rituals to experiencing transformation. 
wanting to be a part of the change, the journey, the adventure of following Jesus. And that brings us to today. The grand finale of one season and the beginning of another. That's where we find the disciples today. And I believe that we mirror that that we find ourselves there in the same place, finishing one season and getting ready to transition into another. So this is it. Let's get into the scriptures today. Mark 16, verses 15 through 19. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And, they, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. That's an exit. For a service. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Jesus was the master of laying out scriptures in ways that people could understand them. So let's get started. This is it. The church needs to go. While we did this sermon series in just over two years, I want to tell you Jesus has been doing a sermon series for three years in the life of the disciples. And this was his final worship experience with them. It was how to do life and how to do ministry. It was the preparation for the launch of the church. That's what the last three years were all about. Taking these guys, building a team, transforming their mind and heart that it's not about religion, it's about a relationship. And he was building a launch team for the church. And this is it. This is it. It was the preparation for this. And here we see Jesus give his one last sermon to his disciples before that transition. And his words should carry a lot of weight, just not for the disciples, but for us today. This is important for us to get. Mark doesn't share everything that Jesus said. In other accounts in the Gospels, we know that Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit. The launch roller coaster ride of the emergent about the beginning and the launch of the church. If we can learn from them, I think we should do that. There's some great, valuable lessons, and I'm excited to preach that this fall. But today I want to focus on the words given to us here in the book of Mark. In Jesus' final address, in the guidance that he gives to his disciples, he puts emphasis on on one particular word or concept here. And it is go. Go. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. I love the word go because it implies motion. I know Ravi is all about that. He likes that word go. He likes the, he likes the idea of motion. And I love the concept and the idea of a church in motion. The church shouldn't be a lake where the water doesn't move. We should be a river that's continually flowing in the direction that Jesus is calling us to go. We're meant to be a church in motion. You can say amen to that, okay? Uh, I know it's a little gloomy outside, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw it out of you today. 
God wants you to go. Jesus saw the multitude of people that surround our planet. And he realized they need the gospel. They need hope. They need truth. He saw the burden of the oppressed. He saw those who were broken and devastated. He saw those who who had issues, both physically, mental, emotionally. And he said, "They, they need the gospel. They need the kingdom of God. John 4, 35, it says this. It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They're ripe at harvest. They're ripe for harvest. Matthew 9, 37. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The harvest is huge. Church, it's not that there aren't people who need to get saved in our community. And it's not that, well, nobody's ready to get saved today. I'm telling you, there are people in our community ready to give their lives to Jesus. They just got to have an opportunity. Because scripture, these scriptures are rather true, or Jesus is a liar. The harvest is rather out there, and it's ready to be cultivated, ready to be brought in, where none of this is true at all. So the issue here has to be the church should be doing something about this. And not just Hillside, the overall church. The church needs to mobilize. We need to go. Jesus told his disciples to go into the community. The disciples lacked the vision that Jesus had for the lost. It it took them almost a decade from this point to finally realize that the gospel message is for everyone. We'll look at that in Acts. Ten years to come to this conclusion. You know what? This is probably for everybody. I mean, Jesus has only been telling us that for three years. But it took them a while to get there. They struggled. But from this day forward, they strived to take hold of the vision. They moved in the right direction. They may have stumbled. They may have fallen down. But they said, we know this is what God's called us to do. So we're going to keep doing it. And it's not that there wasn't conflict or or, or there wasn't things that that came up that, that all of a sudden the road got difficult. I think sometimes we think when Jesus blazed a trail for us that, hey, it's all downhill. We just jump in the wheelbarrow and ride it down. Resistance. And resistance is a part of the... We should probably start getting gym memberships. That might be the next thing that we're called to do. I don't know. It's a little scary. Three people raise their hands. All right. So gym, there's this really cool thing. It's called a gym. You can go there. You get a membership. You can work out. You can run. You can bicycle. You can lift weights. And, and one of the things that, that you're taught when you lift weights or when you ride the bike, that, that the, there has to be some resistance. If you're lifting weights and you're just flying through, you don't have enough weight on there because you're not really developing your muscles. It's with the resistance. When your muscles strain a little bit, that's how they grow. Church, how we grow is that there's some resistance, and as we walk through that, it develops us into a deeper believer of Christ. All right, there's not a lot of amens this morning, but I am telling you, this is solid, <laughs> all right? And we do need to live this out. 
So the question this morning is this. <laughs> Somebody's like, is, is pastor going to call us to have a gym membership at the end of service? They're really worried about that. I'm much more concerned about this question. Who will God send to our community? Who will he ask to go? I'm going to answer it for you. He's sending you. He's sending us. He's sending Hillside. We exist to go. We're here because God has a mission for us to achieve. I don't know if anybody's seen the movie Top Gun Maverick. If you're an 80s nut, uh, I happened to see it Friday night. Um, and it was, it was phenomenal. Great military movie. Probably not incredibly accurate, but it was still a good, a good movie. And they, these, these, these Air Force pilots are brought in, or Navy pilots are brought in because of a mission that they have to train for to take out a target. And they push them to their absolute limit, but they train together. They built as a team together. And then at the end of the movie, of course, in the finale, they execute that plan. Sorry, you know, no spoilers beyond that, but they, they do execute the plan. I couldn't help but thinking that's, that's the church. We're working towards something. We're, we're, we're laying out a game plan. God's helping us develop something, changing and transforming our heart into the heart that we're meant to have for our community. God is calling his church to go, to be in motion. Yet today it seems that the Christian church seems to have a hearing problem. Because we seem to put the burden of the Great Commission not on believers, not on you and I. We seem to lay it on the lost. We seem somehow to have rewritten the commandment from go to let all of the unbelievers come to church. We seem to think that just having welcome on the front door is enough. And that somehow people will come. Or will even pray. And look, I've seen dear, beloved saints for the last 20 years in ministry, pray this way. And I have been guilty in the past of this too. Lord, bring them in. Bring the lost in. But can I tell you, if I try to pray that now, there is a grieving that happens within me. Because I believe it grieves God's heart. Because his command was never, let them come in. It was the, for the church to go out. And somehow we've changed that. We've got to accept in our heart that part of our calling, part of the thing that God is doing us, in us is for us to go and be his witnesses. We're called to go. We're called to go. Not just to the nations. And I'm phenomenal missions programs. They go, man, the Assemblies of God, all their missionaries are equipped. They got tools. They got vehicles. They've got resources. It's just phenomenal. And I'm glad to be a part of that. I'm glad to be a part of a church that supports our missionary partners, both here locally and abroad. And I think that's great. And we need to continue to invest in missions opportunities. That's a part of our heart. But it's not just going to the nations. It's walking across the street or parking lot or your yard 
and to serve Jesus in our community. It's just not investing in someone so someone else can go. It's, it's developing in our prayer life, asking the Lord, where can I go today? God, where would you send me? Who, whose life can I touch? What neighbor can I bless today I'm on my street? Who's someone that I can call? You know, the incredible things is you start praying this way, you'll be surprised the opportunities God will open up for you. All of a sudden, you'll be at the grocery store and you'll see somebody in need. Just that box is just out of reach. They can't quite get it. You walk by and you're able to help them get that item and spark a conversation. Or maybe God puts you in exactly the right place at the right time and somebody's checking out and they don't have quite enough to pay for their groceries and you're able to cover the difference or even bless them and buy their groceries. I don't know if you've ever done that. It's pretty amazing. That'll open some, some doors pretty quick. The other day, this is probably, oh man, three months ago. Um, I was sitting here in the office. I didn't have any lunch plans. And I had this overwhelming feeling like, I just really want Subway for lunch. And I would, at the time, I did not realize that God was doing something. I thought this was my stomach speaking to me. And maybe it was, but the spirit was, I believe, motivating my stomach. And so at lunchtime, I went to Subway and I've built a pretty good relationship with several of the employees there. So when I walk in the door, it's usually like, Pastor Eric's here. I'm like, okay, it's a little embarrassing. Um, I'm like, well, if nobody knew that I was a pastor, they know now. Um, and so, you know, walk in and I'm ordering and the person in front of me uh, is an older individual. I've never met them before in my life. And they get to the checkout and he's buying sandwiches for, for himself and his wife. His wife's waiting in the vehicle. And as they're there, and, and he's, he's slowly pulling out the bills and counting, I feel the, the nudge of the Spirit by, by, this person's, by this person's lunch. And I knew the lady behind the counter and called her by name, and I said, I'd like, I'd like to pay for his lunch today. And the guy looked at me, and he goes, excuse me, sir, what did you say? <laughs> I said, I'd like, I'd, I'd like to, 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 to bless you and be able to pay for your lunch today. And he said, well, well, I have never had anybody do that in my entire life. And I said, well, sir, today your lunch is on Jesus. I said, I'm not him, but I know him. And he'd like to pay for your lunch today. And I want you to know that God has a plan for you and your wife. This guy's face lit up. Just lit up. And he said, we have a church that we go to, but I've never had anybody share Jesus like that. Not everyone is called to stand behind a pulpit and preach. But church, everybody can be called to serve. And it may not be buying lunch, but maybe it's walking across when your neighbor's raking leaves and saying, hey, could I help you? Can I help you with that project? Do you need a hand? Maybe it's just engaging in, in a conversation. Never before in our culture has there been this angst of, of keep to yourself. Because everybody feels like, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to do something wrong. Somebody's going to catch it on video. And it'll, Christians, we're called to walk. Do you need a friend? Because authentic friends. We can do that. We can do that. And when we do that, we show people Jesus. The church was never about sitting in a comfortable pew and being entertained. 
ah, well, let's get the band up here and let's play a couple songs. Let's listen to the pastor tell horrible dad jokes, which I know I'm full of them, but you listen to the horrible dad jokes. Hopefully we, 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 we we're able to get some message into you, the word of God into you, and then you're like, all right, checklist, I'm out of here. <laughs> I've done my duty for the week. That's not church. That's not what we're called to. We're called to be emotion and have life and, and fulfillment in the spirit and in the word and relationship with each other. That's what we're called to. It should be exciting. Okay, thank you. All right. I can feel the spirit begin to move. All right. Guys, this isn't a condemning message. I'm not coming down on you and, and like whipping you to get going. I'm telling you, this is exciting because we're there. We're right there. We've been on this journey with the disciples. And just like the disciples received this from Jesus, we're receiving this command this morning. God's calling us to go. He's calling us to go, calling us to serve. I'm really excited because uh, we're starting to put together a ministry to our assisted living facilities here in the community. And we realize there's way more than what we could do on our own, but we can do something. So instead of us going to a few of these places and saying, hey, here's what we have to offer, we have turned the table around and we have had someone going to these facilities and getting together with directors and saying, what are your needs? How could our church serve you? How can we serve the people that are here? How can we let them know that they're loved? Those are the questions we've been asking. One director in particular has been blown away. <laughs> like, are you serious? Are you serious? Because let me tell you what we could use. Let me tell you how we could use some people to love on some of our residents. Man, that's exciting, isn't it? Because we're just not talking about going in, showing up, doing a service, and walking out and saying, hey, all right, I went, God, I went. We're talking about really building authentic relationships with people and showing them Jesus. I'm excited about where this might go. And by the way, if you want to be a part of that ministry, we're having a meeting next Sunday right after church. So just a plug for that. Uh, but really excited to see that come into development. We've got to go. We're called to go. We're called to be in motion. Point number two, that, that was the longest one. These, are, these two are relatively shorter. But depending on me, because I know I'm a long-winded preacher, we'll see how this goes. This is it. It's so simple. This is it. This is it. Verse 15 says, He said to them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. We're to share the good news with people. And then it says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. We've got to give people an opportunity to respond to the gospel. That's part of what the church is called to do. We share the gospel through word, through action, through service. We, then we have to give people an opportunity to respond to the gospel. And the response is meant to be in two parts. The first part is belief. The response of belief, it happens in our heart. We let God in. We allow him to begin to change us. This brings about repentance where we want to walk away from the things that grieve God. And God begins to speak to us about letting some things go and grabbing a hold of new things he has for us. This is exciting. A lot of you hopefully have been through this process and are continuing this process because it's not one and done. It's continual every day. But there's a second response, and that's the response of action a response of movement, of motion, because the Bible says, and baptized. 
There are other places in Scripture that prioritize the importance of water baptism. Have you in the name of Jesus? We also see in this verse, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, but, as, uh, but not as a removal of dirt from your body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 3.21. There's not the power in being water baptized is not that something magical happens in the water. It's that it's a response that we have had to the Lord, and the Lord said, look, believe and be baptized. Jesus is so brilliant because he realizes the church is called to motion. The first thing he does for someone who accepts the Lord is he says, look, let's put you in motion. Here's a command. Are you willing to get baptized? The reason that the early church was so, so excited about water baptism, it was because it was the first action of a believer. After they believe in their heart, they said, hey, let's put you into motion. Let's put you into motion. So what is water baptism? Well, water baptism is your first act of obedience after putting trust in Jesus. When you are baptized with water, you are obeying the words and the command of Jesus Christ. Water baptism symbolizes what you, that you are willing to follow Jesus and that your life is being changed by him. Now listen, I realize that there are other denominations that do this differently. Uh, and, and some of you come from backgrounds where water baptism, they had the, the baby baptism, right? The sprinkling uh, and baby baptism. We don't do that as a church. We do something similar called dedication, where we dedicate a child to the Lord. And really, that is more on the parents and us as a church saying, hey, we're going to do everything we can to help this child find out about Jesus and live the calling that God is placing on their life. That's really what that is about. Water baptism is different because a baby can't make a decision to follow Jesus, and nobody can make a decision for anybody else to follow Jesus. It has to be an individual. So water baptism is, is about an individual saying, I've made a decision to follow Jesus. So I'm ready to be water baptized. For someone to be water baptized, you need to be old enough to be able to make a choice and to understand the choice of needing Jesus as your Savior. It's not about age so much as it is about maturity and understanding. Because people ask me all the time, well, what's the cutoff age? I don't know. I don't know. If a child can come up to me and explain to me what salvation is, that they want it, and that they've decided to follow Jesus, I'm, that's good enough for me. <laughs> that's good enough for me. And I think it's good enough for Jesus. And we believe as a church in submersion, which means you literally get wet. <laughs> we don't do dry water baptism. It's, it's submersion. But listen, I want you to know this. We have infinite creative people here. And if somebody has a disability or is unable to get into a tank or whatever, we will figure out a creative way to have this happen. Because we want you to be obedient. We can do the baptism bucket challenge. We're going to get you drenched one way or another. All right? We'll make sure it happens if that's something that you want to do. Water baptism symbolizes what Jesus 
is doing and what he will do in your life, that he's washed your sins away. It tells other in our community and in our family and those here in our church family that you've made a commitment to Jesus. It's an act of obedience. If you're not willing to get wet for Jesus, how in the world are you expected to do the things when they get tough, when Jesus asks you to do the hard things? I love the obedient as a church. Tank ready to go. Uh, we're going to have it ready to go every week on Sunday morning. And if people want to get baptized, we're ready to go. We'll have towels and we'll have changes of clothes for people. Right off the bat, ready to go. Somebody gets saved on a Sunday and they're like, I'm ready. I want to get saved and I want to get water baptized. We can make it happen. Maybe you're here and you've never gotten water baptized. I believe over the next eight weeks, nine weeks, God's going to call you and go, it's time to be obedient and we're going to see it happen. I'm so excited. By the way, you can bring your own clothes too if you want to get water baptized. You don't have to use ours. Um, But we're so excited. I know some people might think, that's overkill, that's foolishness. You know what? Maybe you think it's a waste of resources and money that we have that ready every week. But I want to tell you this. The disciples thought the same thing about Mary when she came and poured out that expensive bottle of perfume. And I will tell you this. Jesus is far more excited about someone making a commitment to Jesus than he was about a bottle of perfume. And that act of worship for Mary meant the world to Jesus. And a church that says we're willing to have things ready for people to be baptized. I'm telling you, it's an act of worship, and Jesus is excited about it. He's excited about it. Let's set the tone. Let's show the community we're ready to go. We're excited about people giving their life to Jesus. I think it's amazing, and I hope that you'll join in in the excitement too. Final point, this is it, signs and wonders. Verses 17 through 18 talks about the signs that will follow those who believe in Jesus, those who are going, those who are going. Look at the last little bit of this. They'll place their hands on the sick and they will get well. A lot of people want signs and wonders, but they want it without the obedience to Jesus. I think a lot of churches, even in our own Assemblies of God churches, there's a lot of people who say, I believe in signs and wonders. We want signs and wonders, but we just want them while we're sitting in the pew. The Holy Spirit did not come as your comforter to put you in a lazy boy on Sunday morning. The Holy Spirit came to empower you to be witnesses. And I believe when we make efforts to go, we make efforts to step out and to take the gospel beyond the walls to our workplaces, our campuses, and our neighborhoods. I believe that there is greater power that flows through the believer's life when we're walking in obedience of going. You want to know the reason why the American church does not see more miracles, healings, and wonders? Because they're not going. They're sitting. I believe that's a word from God. For over a decade, I have heard so many people say, why aren't we seeing more? Why aren't we seeing more across America? Why are not there more miracles? Because if we took a poll across the United States, if we looked at it, how many churches are really saying we're going? It would probably be shocking to us how few churches are wanting to even go. 
to take the gospel message to their community. It's a partnership with God. Worship team, if you'd come back to the platform. We can't be comfortable just sitting in the pew and being entertained. People will ask the question all the time, where is Jesus? And we say, well, Jesus is in our churches. And that's hopefully a true statement. But I want to tell you this morning, Jesus is in the streets of our community. He's in the homes of unbelievers wanting to work miracles in their life. He's at their workplaces here in Ripon and our surrounding communities. He's at the plants. And he's ready to do something greater in people's lives. He says, is and these, church, I'm going to ask you some questions this morning. And I'm going to ask you to respond verbally. Do you want to see people get saved in our community? Do you want to see people set free in our community? Do you want to see miracles and healings? Then you have to ask yourself a question, am I willing to go? Am I willing to cultivate a spirit of go in my life? Of obedience to the Lord and to understand that his greatest passion is for the people in our community that do not know him. My greatest fear is that I don't want to stand before the king one day have him ask me, why did you not lead the church in going? I want to go. And I know sometimes it's scary and it's imperfect and we fall down, but we look at the early days of the church and they did the same thing. It was scary and they fell down, but they were always moving towards the vision Christ had of reaching their communities. We can do this together. We can do it, church. Would you stand to your feet? I've got a few things that I want to share with you about uh, outdoor services, but first, I want to respond to the Lord this morning. We want to go. With every person's head bowed, eyes closed, this isn't about people looking around. Today, you want to respond to the word that we've heard. God's not asking for perfection. He's just asking you for a little bit of courage, a little bit of obedience, and he will guide your every step. If you're willing to say to the Lord this morning, God, I want you to develop in me a heart of go, a heart of serving others, a heart of reaching our community. If you're willing to say yes to the Lord in that, would you just lift your hand as an acknowledgement to him? I'm not even looking around. God, just this is between you and Jesus right here in this moment. And you might say to yourself, I don't know how that's going to happen. How can God do this? I'm an introvert. I'm not called to this kind of ministry. I don't have all those answers, but I know Jesus can do it. He's going to give you opportunities as you pray. Lord, give me opportunities to go. Show me where I can serve. Show me who I can love on. Show me who I can encourage. God will open the doors for you. 
He'll do it. But we've got to be willing to walk through the doors and we've got to be willing to pray to cultivate that heart. Before we go any further this morning, let's send him one more moment in worship in his presence to say, Lord, just make this official, seal it in my heart, this command to go, this calling to go. I want to be a believer who's in motion, not just a believer who sits in the pew. Robbie, would you and the the worship team lead us one more time, and then I'll come back and give you some direction for where we're headed this summer. Found in your hands, fullness of joy, every fear suddenly wiped away. Here in your presence, and all of
make an impact, to serve well. Lord, over the next few moments, we're going to give every person in our church an opportunity to go. Lord, I pray that we're ready. We've got our running shoes on, we're laced up, and we're ready to be put into motion. God, what happens over the next several weeks for our church this summer? God, the one thing that we want to see more than anything is someone's life changed and transformed for the kingdom. We're grateful to be called for such a time as this. And for people to be able to see what our church is about. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, amen. If you'd sit for just a moment, I'll dismiss our worship team here. I want to share with you just a few things that are going to be happening this summer with outdoor services uh, the format that we've got, it's a little bit different than what we've done in the past, but also an opportunity for you to go, all right? Because we're not going to leave you empty-handed. We're going to follow Jesus' example. You get saved, you get water baptized. We're, we had a message about going. Let's give you an opportunity to actually go and do something and serve. Um, so here is what's happening. We're going to do outdoor services. The dates are going to be June 19th through August 14th. That's currently what we have, uh, and we're excited about this opportunity. Why are we doing this? Well, because we want people in our community to see a church worship the Lord. We want to give an opportunity for people to come and be a part. Uh, Some people in our community will never walk through the doors of a church because they find it intimidating. But we've seen that when we do this, there are people that connect with us. We've had people that have just stopped driving by, and they're like, well, I'm just going to pull in and listen to this and see, see what's going on. Uh, some, and even up here at the dental lot, uh, who were still like, I'm not sure I want to go down there, but I'll go to the dental lot. Uh, and that's why we've got Sarah and Leiden in our church. So, I mean, I, I'm excited about this opportunity for people to see. And I know that there'll be somebody that go, but pastor, what if nobody comes to our church through this season? Listen, people are still watching us worship. There is something about that that is powerful. 
There is something about that that is powerful. And so no matter what the outcome, I believe this is an act of obedience for us to try to share Jesus to our community. So let's talk a little bit about detail. Service time is going to be 10 a.m. every morning, so service time will remain the same. It'll be in our lower parking lot. Our layout and format will be a little different than what we've done in the past. We're making some, some big changes. Uh, one of them is, hey, we're going to actually encourage people to come and sit and be a part uh, of the service. They can stay in their vehicles if they want. We'll have an area for that, but we will also have seating available and seating with shade available. Um, so bring your own lawn chairs. We've got chairs too. We'll have those out there. We'll have some set up, but you can bring your own uh, chairs. If you've got one that you prefer that you find comfortable, bring that. Bring extras. Invite a friend. That's important. Invite a friend to come and experience service together. Um, so we've got a map here, and I realize that it's hard to see all this stuff, but we also gave you this same map on a card in front of you to try to help explain where things are going to be set up. So I'm going to go through this uh, the best that I can here. So you'll notice that we'll have an entrance, uh, and that, that the lower part of your screen or the lower part of that map, that is Oshkosh Street, uh, so that's right out here. And then on the, make sure I do this right, my left-hand side, um, you'll see a little bit of a street there where those two yellow lines are pointing to. That is Union Street, and that's important. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so we're setting things up a little bit differently. We've got parking, and in our parking area, uh, what we have is we have regular parking areas. These are for our workers. Uh, you'll see those in the blue. Uh, they're towards the capable of moving and walking. Done a lot. That would be We've got a parking spot for you on the lower level as well. You see that in the blue. Uh, on your map. We've got handicap parking. So if you're wanting to stay in your car uh, and you have a handicap issue, we've got slots laid out there for you. You can see the little handicap sticker uh, sitting there. So we've got a parking area there. Um, and then we also have our visitor parking and drive-in parking. So the people that want to stay in their cars or first time or, or, or guests with us, that's that big uh, kind of neon color. That's actually on the grass this year. The reason that is, is because when you see how everything else fits in here, we just lack a little bit of room. So we'll be parking people on the grass. We've got our tent, our worship tent. That is in white. Uh, so you'll see that there. We've got seating area. That's in purple. We'll have a seating area. We have two 10 by 20 pop-up tents for those who like the shade. Uh, that will be available. And we are capable of getting more of those if we find that there is a need for that. But we'll start with the two. So we'll have some shaded area. Uh, available right there in front of the worship tent. Uh, we're also going to be doing a BGMC lemonade stand. Uh, every week we'll have water and lemonade or some type of beverage. It's free uh, for anybody who would like, like that, but we'll also have an opportunity if you want to throw your change or, or uh, you want to give to BGMC, you can do that at the BGMC lemonade stand every week. And you can go anytime during the service, get something to drink. If you're hot, please do so. Uh, if there is a Sunday where you, you all of a sudden don't feel well, please step inside, get cooled off. But we're hoping for great weather all the way through. That's why we're getting all the rain out of the way on Sunday mornings today, uh, so that we'll have great weather moving forward. Um, we've got uh, our welcome team. There'll be uh, some type of awning pop-up. I believe that's in orange. Don't ask the colorblind guy to do this. I should have listed all the colors on here. I think that's in orange, if I'm right. Is it, am I correct? Yes. People are nodding their head. That's good. Uh, and so there's our welcome team where they'll be greeting people to come in. You'll notice there's these orange dots uh, on both sides of, of our, our drive-in area there. 
those are going to be blocked off because we're doing a kid zone this year. That'll be right out front of this area. We'll dismiss kids during the service. Uh, they'll go with Miss Jackie. They're going to have this kid zone up there on the hill. Uh, they'll have easy access to restrooms and those kind of things. Miss Jackie will be working with her team to make that happen. We're going to make sure safety is a big issue. And so we're blocking that off. There will be no cars through that area of our, our, our parking lot um, and driveway. So that will be blocked off every Sunday. You will not be able to, to go through there uh, before, during, or after service. Uh, and so the kids zone will be there. And then parents, you will pick up your kids in the lower level indoors. After service is over, you can come in and get your kids. Miss Jackie will have them downstairs for you. Um, so really excited about that. Great. I'm really excited to have a kids zone this year. And then this year, we're going to try to have a separate exit. Because we're having people sitting there, and we've got this area for seating, we want to be really careful as we exit uh, our property. And so we're going to have people exit uh, out of our property over there on Union Street. We'll have that all marked out. Uh, Dan from Graphic Signs has our signs done for entrance and exit. So uh, we'll have that, and a clearly marked, we'll help people, we'll have a parking team to be able to help exit there. And we actually do have an area that was actually built for an exit down there on our, off of our property. Uh, it's just never been developed. So it's, it works, the function and flow should be fine. And I'm just going to say this, this is a lot, we're taking on a big thing here. Grace uh, needs to be a part of this, and we'll make changes as we move forward to get the flow correctly. If we see some things in the first couple services that we can do better, more effectively, we'll make those changes uh, as we go along. Uh, so a couple other things to talk about. The services themselves. Uh, we talked earlier about having water baptism. We'll have that set up every week. We'll have towels uh, and clothes to, to be able to change into uh, for your baptism. Uh, that's going to happen every week that we're outside. We're going to have some great opportunities for preaching, not just myself, uh, but we plan to have Robin share and possibly Adrian as well uh, share a message. Up. Big illustration, fun stuff uh, to be able to, uh, which will be Father's Day. We will have donuts with Dad, and everybody gets donuts. Everybody's excited about that, except for Robin. That's okay, uh, because when Robin preaches, he's going to tell us what we can do with the donuts. We need to work them off. Um, but uh, So we'll have donuts with Dad that morning. I think we have two different flavors of donuts that we'll be giving out. Um, so that'll be fun and exciting to be able to do that and to share that with dads that morning. Um, the last Sunday of every month for June and July, we're going to do sack lunch Sunday. Uh, one of the things that we want to do different this time around, because we're not in the middle of a pandemic anymore, is we want to build connections with people. And so we're going to encourage people to bring your sack lunch on that Sunday. After service, we'll have lunch on the green uh, and just eat lunch together, break bread together. Um, so if you'd like to participate in that, bring your, bring your sack lunch the last Sunday of June and July. And then the last Sunday of August, uh, we will do the church picnic. And so we will, we will provide the main dish, and we'll ask you to bring side dishes to go along with that. And we'll have a really special church picnic day uh, the last Sunday in August. And then uh, for advertising, we've stepped out. We're doing some things differently this year. Uh, and the goal for this is not to draw people from other churches. If people have a relationship with Jesus, that's great, and I want them to be serving in their local church because that local church needs them. So as we advertise, we're trying to reach people who don't know Christ. And so for advertising this year, we've done a couple of things. Uh, we've got a banner that's done and with our start and end dates. That'll be going up in the lawn this week. Uh, we're going to do uh, two advertisements in the Green Laker, 
Uh, and so that is underway. We're going to do some online advertising. We have our Facebook ad up now, uh, and we'll be doing some things with uh, community posts uh, online for that. We've got an online commercial that Jeb did for us that is online today. We didn't show it in service, uh, but we'll show that next week. But that will also got a, a link to that in your email, so you can send that and share that with anybody or post it on social media. That's there for you to be able to use. Um, we also are doing secular radio, and people go, why are we doing Christian radio? Because we're not trying to reach Christians. Um, and so we have made a deal with the Bug Radio Station here in town. Uh, they are doing two-for-one advertising for us, and every, uh, every ad is $7.50. But if you would like to, um, to purchase one of those ads, you can do that. You can just give to the church, say, hey, I want to give this towards radio advertisement, and we will add an extra. We'll add add commercials. And if you have a business and you want your business to be be you know the one that sponsors that, we'll do that. We'll give you the credit for it right on the, the radio ad. We've worked that out with the bug. So if you'd like to be a part of that uh, and sponsor a radio ad, we would allow you to do that. You just make sure you mark so, and you can give uh, in our giving box anytime uh, towards that. Um, we've got. This is the part where I really need some help. So we've got the the radio advertisement that you can team up with us on, but we also have posters, two different sizes, that are on our black table in our foyer. And what we would love to do, uh, as well as cards, invitations, we'd like to give you an opportunity to go. And so we're asking if you'd take some of these posters and put them up. Uh, grocery stores or other places where there's any there's place there's a bulletin board, um, we could put together a team and do that. I could go out and do it myself. But I want to give you an opportunity to go. Uh, and I think this is a great opportunity. And listen, there's no excuses because we've got rolls of tape and we've got thumbtacks. We'll give you all the tools to put them up on the board. Uh, so those are available for you. I'd love for you to take those this week and next week we'll have them available again. Let's share. Take some of those invitations. Invite a neighbor. Invite a friend to come. Invite a coworker to come to drive-in church. And then follow up. Be willing to go pick them up. Um, but we want to give you an opportunity to go and respond to that. The other opportunity that we have is we've got some sign-ups, and they're on the table that is not where the posters are, but our other table that's uh, in black out there. And we've got three teams that we really need people to sign up for. One is setup. Setup will happen every morning. I do once uh, the work uh, and any things that we, we would need uh, in that direction. So setup team, 8 a.m., we could use a lot of help. And I'd love it if we had enough to do rotations. So it's not the same people every single week that have to be here, but we can rotate through teams. Uh, we also have a parking team, and this year, because we're doing parking differently, we need a minimum of about six parking attendants every worship experience for the beginning and the end of service. So if you'd be willing to serve on our parking team, you can sign up today uh, in, in the foyer. Uh, and then we also uh, have, uh, what was the other one that's out there? There's a third one. Uh, it might be teardown. That might, everybody needs the help with teardown. We'll just put it that way. Uh, so there's that. The other thing that we really want help with too is connection. And I'm, in, I'm recruiting every single person here to be on our connection team. When there's a guest that comes, look, we don't want to overwhelm them, all right? Like everybody jump on them. Uh, but we want, we want everybody to feel welcome. And if you see somebody you don't know, and maybe they attend church here and you just didn't even know it, Still, go over, say hi, introduce yourself, connect with them. Uh, we'll have our, our gifts available. Ask them, hey, did you get your free gifts yet from, from the church? They say, no, walk them over to the table. One of our leaders will help them out, get them all their free gifts and connect with them. 
great opportunity, but we need everybody's help to do, make that happen. Um, so would you be willing to help us out that way? Okay, no one's raising their hand. One person's raising their hand. I feel like we need to do an auction. Um, so to close us out today, if you've got any questions, come talk to us. We've tried to share as much information as we can. Uh, next week, we're having service inside. We're celebrating our graduates, so we'll have a great service there. The following week, we'll launch outside. We'll share some more information about that next week. But I believe this is a great opportunity. Look, this isn't the end-all, beat-all to reaching our community, but it's a jumping-off point. It's one thing that we can do to help try to share the gospel with our community and to show them, hey, we're transparent. We'd love you to, to, to invite you to come and worship with us um, and, and just be a part of, of seeing what God does in people's lives. We're hoping to have some great testimonies to share as well uh, outdoors. And as things go on and progress, I believe we'll have testimonies that even happen during that, that time frame while we're outside. I'm going to ask Robin to come and close us in prayer today because if there's one person in our church that likes to go, it's got to be Robin. And so, and I know he has a great passion for the lost. And so, Robin, would you pray for our church as we endeavor to go outdoors and take the gospel to our community? Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have to go and to do what you are calling us to do. Pray that we would be a light to this community, to our friends, to our family, people at work. God, I pray that you would just lead us by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the vision of Pastor Eric in putting this together. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to work together as a team just to see people's lives changed because they've had an encounter with Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would now be with us as we go our separate ways. Thank you for the opportunity we have to give of our tithe and offerings. We just commit this day into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen.